I remember doing the nativity growing up too. That was one of our family traditions that yeah. we also do on Christmas Eve with improvised the costumes, costumes, everything. Yes. Yeah, it's always. We've had some very artistic births going on <laughs> during our nativities, which has been a little surprising. Are you looking for real-life, tried-and-true tips and tricks to help with all the nitty-gritty stuff of mom life? Well, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Mom Force. Okay, guess what, guys? We have two sissies in the house today. No, actually, with me, three. We have Erica and Leah here to talk about holiday traditions. Yay! When you say that word, does anyone else want to go, tradition? Tradition! Tradition! I love me some fiddler on the roof. I do you too. guys. No, I need to show that to my kids. They oh, would love so it. Good. That should be what we watch on Sunday. That's I what we're doing. Okay, we'll all you... be singing that. Hunker down for like four hours, though. That's <laughs> no, a long one. It's a good one. <laughs> it is a long one. No, but the other day I took out my big calendar and I started writing in all of the things that we are doing this holiday. And I am so excited. Vanessa, that's one of the most important things about traditions is writing them down. Well, honestly, like everything, you have got to schedule it. Or the yes. next thing you know, you're like, oh my gosh, it's like almost Christmas and we didn't do I all know. of the things that we have to do. And then panic sets in and... And Christmas Eve becomes a nightmare because you try to go ice skating, make gingerbread houses, cookies for Santa Claus, decorate, <laughs> and wrap. drop off neighbor plates, and wrap all your presents. You end up hating Christmas if you wait till th- Christmas Eve because I have a hard time letting go of all the things I want to do. But you're right. If you don't plan them out, you're screwed. But I wanted to do this episode specifically because I've realized that through my years of mothering, I've changed the way I view traditions. I still love traditions and I hold on to a lot of the things that we did in our family growing up. Yeah. But there's a lot of things that I've also released. I've surrendered in the name of simplifying and my sanity. And I know a lot of our listeners are younger moms that are starting their families. And I see in the Mom Force Facebook group, I've seen a couple of posts saying, I would love to start some new holiday traditions, or I didn't grow up with a lot of traditions. What are some things that you do in your family? And so whether you're starting from scratch or you've come to your family with a lot of tradition from both sides, I'm here to say you do not have to hold on to anything. You can totally wipe the slate clean and start fresh with things that interest you or that work for you. Or if you've been doing things forever and ever like Elf on the Shelf and you hate it, it's okay to bail <laughs> bail oh on the Elf. Word. You know what? My friend's Elf sent her kids a letter that he was retiring. <laughs> I was like, I will still come and visit for the holidays, but I no longer participate in fun and games. Our elf doesn't like to travel in the cold. So (laughs) since we moved from Florida and we live in Utah, he doesn't travel in the cold. That is so funny. I love that. Someone gave us an elf on the shelf years ago, and it was before it really was a thing. And I didn't really understand what it was, and I kind of set it aside and forgot about Mm -hmm. it. I am so glad I did not start on that road because, holy cow, when I start seeing all the posts on Instagram – of the amazingly creative things. I mean, I'm going to follow your Instagram elfing activities, <laughs> but yeah. my elf cannot compete. And I actually have encouraged my kids that no longer believe in the elf on the shelf. Uh-huh. It's their job to move the elf. And so they pick, they set their own schedule and they take care of the elf. There you go. Outsource, Leah. Yeah, Good that's job. So smart. Yeah. Well, I want to just start right in with Thanksgiving because that's the first holiday. And you know what? I don't have tons of memories of Thanksgiving traditions as we were growing up other than the The feast 
Oh my gosh, it was all about the food. Grandma Castle yes. was always there helping mom create the most yes. unforgettable feast. So much food. And they all had a story. Yeah, that's, yes, I feel like that's what I love. Story. That's the biggest part of that memory is the story of the dishes. So for us, knowing the story of the Thanksgiving food, when I started our own family and started having our own Thanksgiving, I felt like I I had to use it. It was... It was part of me and almost felt yeah. obligated to use some of this stuff. And I remember making the wild rice. Yes. I remember making that at my in-laws. And I apparently I didn't eat it when I was growing up because no. <laughs> I cooked like it. And I was like, why is this hard? Wild rice is hard, guys. Yeah. It never gets super soft. So I kept putting it back in the oven, back in the oven, back oh in the gosh. oven. And I finally like threw my hands up. I'm like, I don't know. I think I just burned it. So we've never made wild rice since then. <laughs> oh my goodness! I know. But there, are, there are some of the recipes that I, I, I can't not make. The tomato casserole I do every year, yes. but I have learned over the years my family does not like it, but I love it. So instead love of it. making the big nine by thirteen, I make a little eight by eight. We had a menu that we had at Thanksgiving, and then it would come on repeat for Christmas. Mm -hmm. You remember that? Yep. Double down. But I remember the first time I had Thanksgiving away from home as a new married woman, I was going to be eating a completely foreign Thanksgiving dinner and I didn't think I could handle it. So I brought my own pan of sweet potato casserole. Yeah, you did. Because I knew that wasn't on the menu. And guess what? It was a wonderful Thanksgiving. I thought it was going to be horrible, but it was so fun to try new things and see what his family ate. And in fact, I think her cranberry salad was an upgrade from what we grew up on. Really? So I've made hers now ever since. It has lots of pomegranate seeds in it. Okay, we're going to have to post all these. I love that. I'm getting hungry. I'm hungry. But that is when I decided, you know what, I, and because our family always had the same menu Thanksgiving and Christmas, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to only make that as our Christmas menu and I'm going to do something different every Thanksgiving. And so every Thanksgiving, our family has changed it up. That's cool. One year we did all seafood and, and actually we've, we've traveled a few times on Thanksgiving. So we'll just go to our restaurant. Once we went to New York for the parade and we went and had barbecue. Right? Which isn't even Thanksgiving at all. I think that's part of your tradition. Yes, now. it this has. Non traditional. Your non-traditional Thanksgiving is non traditional. Thanksgiving. Yeah. And one year we were going to Hawaii and the cheapest flights were leaving on Thanksgiving. So the night before I ordered from just the local grocery store, they had a Thanksgiving pack, you know, traditional yeah. Thanksgiving yeah. Yeah, yeah. food. And it was grocery store food. So it wasn't amazing. But we ate it the night before, which. If you know my kids, you know Claire is a stickler for tradition. That's my Eleanor. She was freaking out that we were having Thanksgiving dinner the night before. Anyway, the next day in Hawaii, we just went to the grocery store and let everyone get whatever looked good to them. And we had that for dinner. So fun, Vanessa. That's awesome. What good memories your kids will have. These stories become part of your kid's life. Just like the stories of those recipes were part of our growing up and our family history that just telling these stories over and over again create those memories for your kids. You telling the story of how you guys went to New York, that's part of your family tradition. Hey, you're the scientist of this group. Please tell me you have some research about the importance of traditions. I feel like you're teeing that up right now for us. Tradition! I know! Tradition! I know! In a a research paper, talks about this. I'm going to absolutely slaughter his name, but his name is Schwanvelt. Okay. If, that, if you, uh-huh. you can look it up, I'll put it in the notes. I'll put it in the notes. Schwanveldt and Lee note that rituals and traditions can provide intergenerational continuity and cohesiveness. 
solidarity and meaning to all family members by passing on rituals in the next generation families assure themselves of one kind of immortality and that is so nice to think about that we are not just a blip and a blink but that we're passing on this identity to our children and that in turn provides so much confidence for them in moving forward I just love that these Seemingly small traditions can affect our kids. This makes me think of the research from chapbooks about oh, how printed important, photos yes, study. how important looking at printed photos are for building and strengthening family relationships. I googled really quick on my phone the importance of family traditions, and this just popped up that psychologist Marshall Duke has found that children who have an intimate knowledge of their family's history, and I'm going to insert traditions are typically yep. more well-adjusted and self-confident than children who don't. Yep. Which is also like with printed photos because you start yes. talking about those memories and it helps your kids link to who they are and where they belong and why they're important. It helps provide an identity for them. So Elf you- on the Shelf might provide identity. Yeah, but identity. hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I am the voice of reason here that says... Yes, to all yeah. of that, but you do not have to do all of the things. No. Or all of the super elaborate no, things. No, 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 you don't. And I'll note here just super quick that this is even talking about your daily traditions, waking your kids up in the morning and hugging and kissing at the door, all of these things that you do repeatedly and that you pass down. So these traditions do not have to be elaborate. It can be that you guys wake up and you have tea in the morning together while you talk about the day. It's easy tradition. That is such a great point. Thank you. Thank you for making that point. And actually, I think we should do a episode later about traditions, other untraditional traditions. Untraditional. Yearly <laughs> yeah. traditions. Daily like, traditions. Yes. Well, I like it. They call them family rituals, but really they are just yes. the traditions that become part of your family. But let us get back to this holiday yes. tradition <laughs> episode. <laughs> the fun yes. at hand. I had something else I wanted to yes. say about Thanksgiving. Okay. We do the thankful tree. Either it's a big piece of butcher paper where we draw a tree and everyone writes down the things they're thankful for. Last year we got lazy and it was just a piece of butcher paper with words on it. Didn't even do the tree. Sometimes we make leaves. Just a way to have the kids try to focus away from the impending Christmas list. <laughs> yes. The yes, impending that's Christmas. It. Yes. And and be, you know, count their blessings. I've got one other thing <laughs> that we do, which is easy and helps our family try to eat a little healthier, is that I make a crudite turkey. Oh, I love that. It's so cute. Thanksgiving morning. Oh, you do. And as we, I found it on Pinterest years ago. I love your turkey. And as the dinner is being cooked and prepped or whatever, if we're having dinner at home, I have that crudite turkey out, which is kind of festive, but then offers a healthy snack because everyone's so hungry. It's code for a veggie plate. Crudite (laughs) is a very fancy word for a veggie plate in the shape of a turkey. It took me a hot second to be like, crudite, crudite, Oh, come on, guys. Got it. Like charcuterie? (laughs) (laughs) I'll include a photo of it in the show notes, but that's kind of a fun thing that I like to do. And your kids could get into doing that, too. Actually, they did do it. I gave them a picture from Pinterest, and I'm like, here, make this. And that was kind of fun for them. Perfect. 
Um, okay, is that it for Thanksgiving? Any other ideas for Thanksgiving traditions? Tradition. Okay, Laura from the Mom Force Facebook group, this is what she says. We always do thankful turkeys made out of candy. Before we eat Thanksgiving, we go around the table three times eating the three candy corn feathers. And for each one, we say what we're grateful for. That's adorable. I'm doing that. She included that. a picture. She included oh, she a did? picture of the of the turkey. It's like okay. with the Reese's peanut butter cup. Oh. We'll put it in the in, on our Instagram and in the show notes so that you can see what Super. she did. I love Especially it. For little kids, yeah, that's the kind of appetizer I can get behind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little. <laughs> Are you ready to go on to Christmas? Okay, yeah. So many Christmas traditions, and if you do not celebrate Christmas, I know you have Hanukkah traditions or Kwanzaa traditions. There are lots. We understand there's lots of other holidays this time of year. For us, we we've always celebrated Christmas, and so I thought mm-hmm. it would be fun to just kind of share the traditions we remember from our childhood. Okay, and then we can say. Thumbs up or thumbs down if we keep them. Okay. I'm going to start. Okay. One tradition that I remember and that I do carry on, it's a total thumbs up, is no one's allowed to go down Christmas morning until mom and dad say they can't. Oh, heavens no. They're in their beds. We have all the kids line up, oldest to youngest. Uh, Youngest to oldest. Is that what I I meant? Please tell me. Oldest at the top. I, I was... Sorry, okay. I was pointing up oldest <laughs> to youngest. To the, the youngest motto. gets to go first. Down the stairs, yeah. And they come down one at a time, and they have yeah. to say something to the camera, which is me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we have their stockings already all laid out. And they open stockings first. Yes. Then yeah. we have breakfast, which Absolutely. I will talk about our breakfast later. Yeah. And then it's presents. Yes. No, that <laughs> is earlier. exactly how but our Christmas mornings go. <laughs> that's exactly mine, too. <laughs> My friends used to wake up. They would just go out by themselves. It could be three in the morning and they would run and open everything. I know. I will say my very first married Christmas, I was at Steve's house and their family just like kind of goes bananas. And I went out and people were already opening presents. No one even watched me open a present. The stockings weren't wrapped. They were just Santa presents were just tucked under the tree. Everyone was just doing their own thing. And I... Actually had to leave the room and cried. And I opened my stocking in our bedroom by myself and cried and called mom. And I was like, it's insane. <laughs> Nothing is normal. Yeah. I had no idea. Not that that's bad. It's no. just not what you were used to. It's not what I was used to. It was just, I was very young too when I got married. And in my mind, the way that our family did it was really like the only way to do it. <laughs> Which was <Yes>. so silly. <laughs> but no, I love the way my in-laws do Christmas. We've done, we do Christmas with them most years because we live by my in-laws now. It was just a very weird time. I was very sad that first Christmas. I am really grateful that my kids don't just go downstairs and open everything without me watching. We do it like dad did. Yes. Dad takes turns handing gifts out to each person one at a time, reading the very clever tags that mom always made. And I actually still do this. Yes. For every tag, it doesn't just say to Lakin from mom. It's to lovely Lammy Lakin from marvelous mother. There's always alliteration. And sometimes it might even be a little clue to what's inside the package. Yes. Do you do that too? Okay, you guys. I'm going to make a confession here. You don't? Okay. You don't do alliterative tags? Listen. For probably 13 years, I did it. Scandalized. I I did it for years. (laughs) Nobody cared. Oh, really? And so I quit doing it. It played into this new, this was a new tradition I just started probably three years ago. Our friend Susan Peterson, 
Mm-hmm. Her kids have their own wrapping paper. Her daughter gets one paper. All of her presents are wrapped in that. Her son gets that. So there's not even a need for name tags. Ooh. And since I found myself taking offense that adorable, amazing, angelic Avery didn't say, oh, mom, thanks, just opened it. And I would actually even find Tyler skipping over some of them and just yes. like, all right, yes. okay, skip it this sometimes, is for you. And I'm like, oh, oh, no, 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 wait a second. Read the wait tag. A second. Read the I'm tag. Like, this one's clever. And you know what? There's another one in there that has a similar tag. Find that one too and pass them out together. So I I quit doing that. And I shopped the, I, I shopped the Christmas sales. So the weeks after Christmas, I take my kids and they pick out their wrapping paper for the next year. Oh, well, that's kind of fun. Oh, I love so that. So my kids pick out their wrapping paper and it's it's not Susan's are always color coordinated and yeah. look great. But I think Finn had SpongeBob last year. Oh, my Avery's gosh. was really cool. It was it was a cactus brown butcher paper. It was a very fancy. Yeah. So it's an eclectic array. Cool. But then oh my, my kids know, and there's no, like, digging through the pile to be like, Finn's open four. We got to find one for Ace. You can just see. So that's what I do. Eleanor asked me to do that same tradition because she's tired of feeling like she has to keep counting how many presents get added under there for her. Oh, Because she's, like, grief. trying to keep up. Because I like to put the presents under kind of as a decoration. My kids are yeah, a little bit older now. I'm okay if they jiggle and wiggle because sometimes I'll put marbles in it if it's a giveaway. Like if, it, if they're getting socks. That's hysterical. I'll put marbles in it just to throw people off because my kids are always sneaking down and shaking stuff and then they'll open it and it's socks. But they've all along, they're like, what could this be? I'm doing that. That's- I enjoy, I okay. enjoy throwing my kids off a bit. Eleanor was like, if we all had our own paper, then we would just know it's even. And I'm like, let it go. Yeah, <laughs> let it go. It's never going to be completely even because older kids like more expensive stuff. Little kids get cheaper stuff that is easy to wrap. The whole point of my dropping the the name tag thing was it was yeah. something that was stressing me out and it was making me feel bad. Yeah. And so it was a tradition that twenty five. I'm now almost forty, so this one is and mom and dad still do it. They do. Yeah. So it's a forty year tradition that I was okay with letting go. As we're talking about presents, one of the things that I remember from our childhood, and granted, there were 12 kids, and mm-hmm. usually grandmother and granddad were there. So many presents. So many. When we finally started opening presents after all the stockings were open, which, by the way, my mom always wrapped every single thing that went into your stocking individually, and I still do that. Do you do that? I do it. Do you wrap the stocking presents, Leah? I do. Every single one of them. Do you wrap them all in white tissue paper like mom and dad? I... Did for years, but I've added the color wrapping. Me too. So tissue paper. <laughs> I know. Break it's free. a variety. Break free of tradition if you want to. It's mostly white, but if I see some fancy tissue paper or I buy it at the end of the Christmas sale in the year before, then they get some fancy tissue paper in theirs. Well, this is something that my husband's family did not do. They did not wrap any of the stocking presents. Neither does Steve's. All he would do is dump his stocking out and voila, there it all was. And I'm like, yes. that is not fun. And this is one of the things we kind of had to negotiate through if we were going to wrap or not to wrap. And because I won on that one, I do most of the wrapping. Actually, I have to confess. Yes, confess. I did all the wrapping for many, many, many years. But now that I'm a working mom and I'm mm-hmm. trying to outsource more, I hire a neighborhood girl to come in and wrap all of my stuff. Oh, that's brilliant. Mom used to recruit us to wrap presents, which I always felt like I didn't want to spoil any of the surprise for any of the kids. So I hire someone else to help wrap my presents. But 
what I was going to say is after we open all of the stocking presents and have breakfast and then finally get around mm. to one by one opening all the presents under the tree, we would sometimes be going mm. at like five o'clock at night. Yep. And granted, again, it's yep. because we had so many people, but there's also so yep. much stuff. And I think this came from dad's background, little scarcity. And so he loved an abundant yes. Christmas. Quantity. You'd think it was over. And then he's like, here's a tag. <laughs> Go find this. And it would be like a new bike. And you get a bike. And you get a bike. It or was it was crazy. an animal. Don't you remember all those years where yes. there were animals, animals outside? <laughs> Oh, gosh. Goats. Oh. I got ducks one year when I was very too little for ducks, but I was thrilled as could be with a bunch mm. of bows. Mom put all those bows around those duck necks for me. Oh, we lived on a little bit of a, a gentleman's farm, so it was easy to get a variety <laughs> of animals. And that, and that is not a tradition <laughs> that I have carried on in our family. No. But I have, and I, when we first started having Christmas, I was all into the abundant Christmas. Get yep. a ton yes. of stuff. There was a store in Boston called the Christmas Tree Shop yes. where it was mm-hmm. just, it was like Big Lots or Dollar Store. I would just buy a ton of stuff. So there mm-hmm. were like a million presents to open. But then I would see these kids don't care about this. Nope. It's junky yeah. in my house or yeah. they, they put, took it up in their room in a basket and they haven't even touched it in months. And yep. it also left me feeling a little like yucky at the end of it. It was yeah. just too much. I have too much dad in me. I don't mind a ton of presents. Oh. It drives Steve crazy. But if I'm giving my kids an outfit, I'll give them the shirt in a different box mm, and pants no. in a different box. I get that. And that's the way we were brought up. It was fun yeah. as a kid. But as a mom, yeah. it left me feeling yucky. And I decided, you know what? We're going to rein things in. And also, it's a different time. We live more abundantly. There's yes. My kids don't need a million things. Yeah. And most of the things that they put on their Christmas list, I'm not going to buy them anyway. So yeah. Yes. Totally. Totally. I tell my kids, make your list. It can be 30 things long, but just know you're probably getting four or five. They're just suggestions. Maybe. It's suggestions. <laughs> really, I like all the presents, but I have changed. Because my husband, like with the stockings, he did not want to wrap stockings. So because it's important to me, I wrap the stockings. And because it's important to him to have less items under the tree, we've tried to really stick to like four. You bring up a great point, Leah. The fact that you liked the abundance, you liked having all of the the presents. You probably wrap a single sock just to build quantity, yeah. <laughs> but your husband didn't. And so yeah, he didn't. that's one thing we have to remember is yes. your partner, they're coming with their own traditions. Tyler's yeah. family always had an orange in their stocking. So did Nate's. So did Steve's. Oh and my he- goodness. <laughs> so we do an orange in the toe of our stocking. And we lived in Florida. Why didn't we do oranges? We had They were growing all around our house. We got chocolate oranges. I thought that oh, was that's true. so... <laughs> we d- always got a chocolate orange in our stocking. They always had orange. Yeah. So Tyler, without fail, he started buying chocolate oranges. And that's adorable. That's, that's kind of the compromise we made. So with presents, yeah. finding that compromise and remembering that even though perhaps husbands aren't as vocal and the holidays seem to fall on the shoulders of the mom. It feels like of that, the yeah. family that finding out what traditions he loved. Yeah. What do you love? What should we do together instead of just assuming I'm just going to take all of mine from my family growing up and transplant them into ours because you're a partnership. So. Well, Nate also grew up with the orange tradition, and that is the one thing that he makes sure is always there. Christmas Eve. He's not as involved in all of the other shopping, but yeah. 
by golly, they will be They'll oranges. Get an orange. will be and an orange. Ark has actually opened them and eat them while they're opening their stockings, which then fills the room oh, with a beautiful That's aroma. adorable. Yeah. Aroma. Talking about Maybe smells. Maybe I'll try it. Maybe I, I'll try it. I love it. the Real smell of oranges yeah. as we're opening stockings. Yeah. Well, as you were talking about gifts, Leah, and trying to pare down, have you ever heard of the four gifts? Something you want, something they need, something to wear, something to read? Yeah. I just like having some guidelines to help yeah. rein in the temptation to buy everything. For our family, four gifts felt like too much. Yes. So we went to the three gifts, like the Magi, brought baby Jesus. That's Frankincense, so golden myrrh. Yeah. <laughs> Are you better than baby Jesus? That's, I remember oh saying that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is hysterical. I'm going to say that to my kids this year. You think you're better than baby Jesus? He only got three presents. That's what I'm telling Eleanor, guys. <laughs> well, I told my kids this year, one gift. Mama and Daddy are giving you one gift. Oh, and then we always so do a secret Santa where the kids draw, we draw names so for the family. And then it's supposed to be like a handmade, really thoughtful gift. Yeah. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. But that's a second gift. You're going to get a gift from a sibling. Yeah. And then Grandma, Granddad, and Godad, and they always send gifts. So that's yeah. another gift. But honestly, my kids are old enough now that they don't even really care about the gifts. Because like I said, they they just have everything that they need and want. And it's yeah. hard, really hard to surprise them. The things that they ask for, I'm not going to give them anyway. Declan is not getting an electric go-kart. A laptop. Yeah. Or a laptop. We're really lucky that we live in Utah with the greatest snow on earth. And we love yeah. to ski. So we, we've we decided we're just going to open our gifts. It's not going to take very long. And then we're going to go skiing because that's what we love. And that's I would so rather fun. make a memory. Skiing on Christmas. Well, it has, and that is part of the Quigley tradition. The Quigleys are big time skiers, and we have for years done ski trips mm -hmm. for Christmas. In fact, while we were living in Florida, and this was really hard for me because I like to be in my own mm -hmm. home on Christmas, we would go to Utah for Christmas. And so that meant I wasn't going to pack up seven no. kids and all of their presents no. to fly to mm -hmm. Utah. And I also didn't feel like I wanted to do a big tree and do all the decorating if we were going to be only there for half the month. I remember the first year we did it, I bought a little teeny tiny half tree from Walmart and I put it on my coffee table and I didn't even get out all of my ornaments. I had the kids hand make them out of that foam paper Yeah. Mm -hmm. and we did popcorn, strung up popcorn and just did like a little symbolic tree. Yeah. And then the night before we left on our trip, they opened all of their Christmas Eve jammies because we always do Christmas Eve jammies. That's yep. a tradition too. we do too. We do and too. And we opened all the presents, even though it was a random Tuesday afternoon. And, you know, the kids were kind of like, this is weird. It feels weird that we're doing this. But I'm like, hey, just as a reminder, we're going to Utah to ski for three weeks. So yeah. hey, I have a story of when we were in Boston. It was your first Christmas married. Do you remember this? Yes. Mom and dad so made sick. us do. What? Wait two days. Wait. Leah knows. I knew. We did not have Christmas until the 27th. Wait, what? Yes. We could not open it because mom thing. and dad wanted to wait for Vanessa, the oldest, to oh. come home for Christmas. Yeah. You were bringing, I think Calvin was even Calvin, born. Calvin, he was, was a baby. baby. And I remember he was so sick, but I do not remember yes. that uh -huh. it wasn't we on Christmas Day. We waited Christmas. We postponed Christmas. Oh my goodness. We did. That just shows the power I wielded in this family. <laughs> she really did. The oldest. <laughs> no, she that. was and the, the love golden you had child. For me. Oh my goodness. We did. Thank you. We did. That is so. But you know what? I remember thinking, I'll wait because then I get to open with my sis. Yes. I actually Aww, didn't mind. That makes me love you guys so much more right now. I know. <laughs> that you made that I sacrifice. 
Holy cow. I can't even imagine. Hey, I have a tip about Christmas jammies. I decided years ago when we were really on a tight budget that I wanted the Hannah Anderson striped Christmas pajamas. Oh, I love those. I wanted them bad. And they're expensive. And so what I did was I bought them for all my family. And then every year I would let my kids wear them for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And then I would collect them all and wash them. And I put them away with my Christmas things. I know this sounds so crazy, but then I would just buy the new sizes for the next child or the size up. And then we just wear those. Those are our Christmas Eve and Christmas pajamas. I don't buy new ones every single year. We wear them like two days and then we wash them and put them away because sometimes those traditions can become a burden financially. I knew that Steve would lose his mind if I spent $250 on Christmas pajamas every year. So I was able to just buy one or two more pairs every year and then it was really, it worked out for us. And you have enough kids that you can hand them down. Yeah, they just hand down. So for Christmas jammies for us, we always give them the night before. Yeah, that's us too. I have a friend who gives them December 1st. Which is so smart. Because then you get to enjoy them. Your yes, kids get to I know. enjoy them. Yes. And you can that wear festive jammies all month long. Yeah. Okay. Well, back to my, my Christmas jammies. So I, we do that. We did that every year. We would buy Christmas jammies. I usually waited till Old Navy went on sale. Yeah. And I just felt like my little kids loved it, but my teenagers, they were just meh. Gordon is like, I almost so had to say, no, mad about this them to wear yeah, it. I, yes. would, I would have Hannah to be like, Anderson can jammies? you please go on a 15-year-old? Oh, I bet. I bet he <laughs> loved <laughs> really I would have to give my boys. We've given up on those for go, him. Go put them back on. No, you go put on your jammies and wear them while you open presents. So last year, I decided I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. <gasps> And I did Christmas socks. Oh, that's cute. I bought fun little cozy socks. Okay. So smart. Sounds smart. Until Christmas Eve when they were, everyone was like, the little kids were excited about getting their jammies. And I'm like, okay, well, guys, I did something different. And I threw them out. My big kids were sad. Oh, oh man. Despite their huffing and puffing, yeah. my little kids were kind of devastated. But I was like, you guys don't care. No one seemed to care. Like, I just figured, you know, socks you could wear whenever. Why am I spending all this money when nobody really cared? But my big kids, when it came down to it, it was their tradition that apparently meant something to them. So this year, buying jammies. Getting jammies. Going back to it. I was just thinking about Christmas jammies today because I've got Nate, my husband, and then my three big boys who do not want they wear the jammies just to humor me for the photos but then they don't touch them and every time we clean out their closet the christmas jammies go to yeah goodwill and so i was trying to think what am i going to do for the boys for christmas jammies so christmas socks i think i might try christmas socks i think they would be open to it well i've noticed your girls vanessa your your jammies the last few years have been like evergreen yes i know i've broken away from the red and (laughs) green ones last year they were blue and white striped which yeah Cute. Work and then hopefully that's me trying to encourage them to wear them throughout <laughs> yeah. the year because again you you do spend some money on it and you don't yeah. want to feel like you're you're being frivolous. Well, while we were talking about the uh, order of events on Christmas morning, mm-hmm. you kind of just skimmed over Erica the breakfast. I did. Growing up, we had a very traditional Christmas dinner that we would always have on Christmas Eve, yep. and then have leftovers on Christmas. But we also had a very traditional Christmas breakfast, which, again, had a story tied yes. to our family history when Grandmother Castle, they lived in Mississippi, and they would get 
shrimp for free from the docks down in Biloxi, Mississippi. During, during the Depression, during the they Depression, were considered yeah. trash. Yeah. And so she created this recipe of creamed shrimp on toast made with boiled eggs that you cube up and bacon. So it was very breakfasty. And we grew up eating that and absolutely thinking Ooh. we were kings and queens. Yeah. I actually always asked for it for my birthday breakfast. I loved it so much. We still eat that every Christmas morning, so and I have we. one child who refuses. But Erica, uh, yes, I love I love cream shrimp on toast. I love it. My kids, my husband, didn't love it. And Tyler's family grew up having what they call Swedish hotcakes. That's part of his heritage. It's a crepe. It's a crepe. With cinnamon sugar. And they just sprinkle it with hard sugar with whipped cream, and that's what they did. And my kids love it. So that You're is so our Christmas I gave up the cream shrimp on toast. It was one of those that I, it was hard for me because I love it. But I will save you some every Christmas. I will because you deserve it. You do deserve it. Thank you. (laughs) I love it. But my kids and my husband love the Swedish hotcakes. So that's what we make every Christmas. Another great example of compromise. That's so sweet. I just have to ask, when do you guys do your big Christmas dinner? Christmas day. Do you do it Christmas Christmas Day Day or Christmas Eve? We used to do it on Christmas Eve, but I don't like to be cooking. I don't think anybody really likes to be cooking anymore on Christmas Eve. So we do it maybe the 20th, 21st, a couple days before. Growing up, we always had Christmas Eve dinner. But I think part of that is because mom's mom, Grandma Castle, was always with us and she was always helping with the cooking. I remember having Christmas Eve dinner and then we'd have leftovers on Christmas Day. But I'm with you. I don't want to be cooking on Christmas Eve. No, but I don't want to cook on Christmas either. Steve's family does a big <laughs> Christmas dinner, and You're I'm done always with like, cooking. "Are you kidding me? I have to get dressed and cook on Christmas? Oh. Like I'm exhausted by the time Christmas comes." We do a nativity. We have all of Steve's family come over. We try to invite like a family that maybe doesn't have family around, and we do the nativity and just snacky appetizer dinner on Christmas Eve. I remember doing the nativity growing up, too. That was one of our family traditions that we also do on Christmas Eve with improvised costumes. costumes. Everything. (laughs) Yeah. It's always – we've had some very artistic births go on (laughs) during our nativities, which has been a little surprising. I do like to have Mm -hmm. a a dinner. I do. I have a collection of Christmas plates every year, maybe throughout the year. Uh, if I see a Christmas plate that intrigues me, I buy it. So I probably have 40 unique Christmas plates, but we keep the meal simple. We have bread bowls and soup. I order them from the local grocery store. We pick them up and we just make- I love that. We just make crock pot soups, salad, and that's about it. Okay. I'm totally trying that. I don't set a table with linens or anything any other time of the year. (laughs) So it is memorable for my kids. They do like it. I put candles out. We like to have real candles and it's something that they kind of look forward to. So I don't, I don't mind hosting a dinner like that, but I'm not doing it on Christmas Eve anymore. Well, Leah, if you're looking for another idea for Christmas Eve dinner, we, I've been experimenting with different ideas. I had thought that maybe fondue would be a fun Christmas Eve tradition, but turns out not everyone in my family loves fondue (laughs) and it got all clumpy. Well, last year yeah. we tried a Bethlehem dinner. That's what I called it. Pita and hummus and some rotisserie chicken. And we had some olives and some fruit. And we oh, ate fun. in the family room on the ground around our big round coffee table. And we turned the lights down really low and had some cool music playing. And it was just our family. And it was so 
nice. In low fact, stress. It was low stress. The kids all loved it so much. They said, this is what we're doing from now on. That seems cozy and like. It was. It set the tone. It lets you tap into that experience. The spirit of Christmas. Well, talking about trying to focus on the true meaning of Christmas, as Christians, we celebrate the birth of baby Jesus. One year, a friend of ours gave all the neighbors, this was their neighbor gift, a manger, a little wooden manger. They gave us a sack of hay and a little note with a poem. But the idea was throughout the month of December, every time you do an act of service, like just small things around the house, like put your brother's shoes away or make the bed or do the dishes, you could add a little piece of hay to the manger. And then throughout the month, the manger will get all full with hay and be all soft and cozy for the baby Jesus to be laid in on Christmas Day. It was so sweet. And it is one of our favorite traditions in our family. Well, there's a local company here that has a product that is so Similar, and it's called The Giving Manger. It comes with a book, a really sweet book, and then a manger and some hay and a baby Jesus. And I reached out to them today, and they gave me a code. That's exciting. For all of our listeners, use the code MOMFORCE10 to get 10% off. And if you celebrate Christmas and you've got young kids, it is the sweetest thing. And it really made such a huge difference in our house. So check that out. I'll put that in the show notes as well. It's a great way to focus on the true meaning of Christmas. And for me, it's about serving and giving to others. Thinking about service, I remember mom and dad always threw a big Christmas Eve dinner for our family, but they would also have a huge party earlier in the month. Mom and dad love to entertain. This is the way they would serve and give back. They would invite neighbors and people from work and people from church and our teachers from school and make a sit down dinner for 200 people mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. real plates. I remember and the linens. boys' valet parking. Yes, we all. All the big boys with their glitter bow ties, valet parking. All of the kids were put to work in either preparing, yes. serving the meal, and then also entertainment. There was always some entertainment portion, which I was always recruited to sing for. Obviously. We've got to. Because huh? I was in charge of lights one year, like as in dimming the lights for the part and then turn them back up when we would change the numbers. You were the tech crew. I was. Well, I don't think I have it in me to do a sit down dinner for 200 people, but I do love putting together a little program that we take to a nursing home. My kids take music lessons, play different instruments and sing. And so we start putting together a little program and work up a few numbers and go bring a little Christmas cheer to the nursing home. And you know what? It turns out that's one of our favorite parts of Christmas. There's a completely different spirit in a place like that, rendering service like that. I wish that I had more musical talent in my family. We just carol quite poorly on Christmas Eve in our own home. Well, you know what? There is a family in our neighborhood. That is what they do. They go around the neighborhood Christmas Eve singing carols. And it is the sweetest, most tender thing. And every time they come, I'm like bawling. It's Mm. so tender and so sweet and an easy way to serve on Christmas Eve with your We don't take it on the road. It's just in our own home. Well, you could join with another family too and do it. Just a thought. You guys, I'm looking at the clock and I think this is probably our longest episode ever. (laughs) And I could keep going. I could too. I have so much more material. Okay, this is what we're going to do. When this episode airs, we're going to go on Instagram story. Yeah. And we're going to continue sharing some of our tips. And we're also going to put them in the Mom Force Facebook group so you can go search there. But before we wrap, one thing we didn't mention is gingerbread houses. Do you guys do gingerbread houses? Yes or no? Yes. Every single year. No, it was one I gave up on. Okay. 
I'm, oh. I'm very Ooh. spotty. I my kids love doing it, but it is a lot of work, and I have resisted. I buy the kits. Okay, okay, <laughs> there you go. Simplify. Well, there was one tip in the Mom Force Facebook group about a New Year's tradition. Becky says this: Our neighbors have a really fun New Year's tradition. They put firecrackers into their gingerbread houses and blow them up on New Year's. Oh my Eve. gosh, that's a party! I <laughs> I love, love that. that. That is reason enough to do gingerbread houses this year. Uh, yes, and I've got a bag of black cats in my garage that I've been dying to use. You got it. Go out with a boom. Start the new year in a big way. You guys, I'm pumped for the holidays. I also feel like I have received permission to let go go of some things that aren't serving us. The truth is families change, dynamics change, situations change, and we got to be fluid with these things. No one's allowed to get overwhelmed this Christmas, but if you're looking for new ideas, come over to the Mom Force Facebook group. There's lots of good stuff there. Thank you so much for being with us. Leah, Erica, you guys are the best. Again, thank you for saving Christmas for two days until I could be there to join you all those years ago. I love you forever. And all of you other mamas out there that join us every week, thank you for being here. Love you. And Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas. (laughs) And Happy Thanksgiving and all the good stuff. Tradition. That was a good way to end. All right. See you guys. Thank you so much for being here with us. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe and let us know what you think. Also, check out the show notes for links to the things we talked about. And you can find a special chapbook's discount code. All right. We'll see you next week.